Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a long time coming. Uh, at this point, I feel like we're strangers. I hope you're all doing well. We haven't spoken in how long? <laughs> we haven't had a chat in how long? I've been seeing on TikTok people following this trend of chat. Is this real? Chat is this real? I guess that's from the people who watch Twitch and stuff like that. I'm not that disconnected from social media, but listen. God is good. Can we just start by saying that? I was sitting at the table last night and I just started laughing because I, the whole time in my head, I just kept thinking, God is good. And so I was like, listen, if nobody else will say it, I will. God is good. They thought I, were, I was talking about cookies because my bishop said that there were cookies in the fridge if I wanted to make some. I wasn't talking about no cookies, man. <laughs> God is yet still good, whether we're talking about cookies or we're talking about anything else. God is good. I'm so thankful for this season. Specifically, I'm thankful for this place. I hope it's not an echo. I want to be able to sit back and relax, but I also don't want to be far from the microphone. We're, we don't have a podcast set up yet. Pray for me. <laughs> so, you know, we're just working with what we have. And I think that is ultimately the goal of this season. I'm going to write that down because I think that's going to be our title. Work what you got. It'll work if you work it. I just posted a, a video on my TikTok. I said a lot of times we don't run with the idea because we think the idea is of ourself, yet it's of God. When God shows us something, it's shown in the spiritual realm, which is your imagination. God has given you the gift to see in the spiritual realm. Little do you know, and you discount it as if it's yourself, as if you, a carnal being, could ever enter into that place without his approval. Uh, to those of you who do witchcraft and all that good, great stuff, we're not here to talk about you today. I'm just talking about people who have been blessed to see and who question what they see as if what they see was not shown by God. God has brought me back in a circle. Unsurprisingly, I should have been here a long time ago. Oh, how we delay ourselves because of our own stupidity and ignorance. I was talking to someone last night and they said, I believe that this is producing something good in me. I believe it's going to be good. I'm like, yeah, don't use stupidity, though. Like, don't be stupid. Basically, you're being stupid because you know good and well what you're doing is not what you're supposed to be doing, but you're trying to make it sound or seem good. So basically, you're being stupid. But it's okay. I was being stupid, too. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, it's all going to work for your good. Yeah, but why delay things? I'm back in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm so happy to be home. I knew I needed to come back here. When I did my episode, when I did season one, season one was started at a very low place in my life. I told this story on live about how I was seasoning food with the salt off of pretzels. It was a season that was challenging my faith. God was saying it'll work if you work it, but I wasn't working anything yet. He was building me in the process and my faith was yet still being proved that your faith might be proven. That's what it says in the Bible. I, if I could find the text for you, if you'll just bear with me for a minute. That was the season that I was going through while I look for the text. If you scroll down, you'll see uh, me in this God is dope shirt. And shout out to them. I love God is dope. 
that your faith may be proven. New King James Version. Uh, it's First Peter 1, 7 through 9. That the genuineness of your faith, I, I feel like there's going to be more to this. So let me go here to Bible Gateway. And that still doesn't show. And I'm going to just have to go to read the full chapter. Come on now. Oh, did I even click the button? Praise God. Now I got to find where I was at. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't even remember what verse it. Okay, 7 through 10. <laughs> Pray for me. Um, I'm actually going to read. The whole thing. We're in First Peter chapter one. We're going to start at verse three, though. The subtitle is a heavenly inheritance. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, who has rejoined us, reconciled us to himself, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away. Everything we gain in this world, we must leave behind and it will fade away. But what we've gained in Christ Jesus will carry on with us for eternity. Reserved in heaven for you, verse 5, who are kept by the power of God through faith. You're only kept through faith. I want to give a shout out to the smoke detector in the background. Um, if God shows me a battery, I'll change it. But for now, bear with me. <laughs> I hope that I don't know if y'all can hear it or not, but that, that, shout out to that who are kept by the power of God through faith. You're only kept by the power of God if you have the faith for the keeping. I was told the other day that my past won't catch up to me if I keep moving forward. Little did the voice know that I was yet still already having the faith that my past wouldn't catch up to me. I had already believed that everything that I used to do everywhere that I used to go would not catch up with me. I told you guys in one of my podcast episodes about how my health bill has always come back good. I've never received bad news. And that was my faith that God would keep me in the midst of my battle who are kept by the power of God through what? Faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Now, it's actually saying through faith for salvation, the redemption that comes at the end, ready to be revealed in the last time, meaning yet to come, but yet still who are kept by the power of God through faith. God does respond to the level of your faith, your expectation. What are you believing God for, might I ask? Verse 6. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Having been grieved by various trials that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, not tempted, but tested. God doesn't tempt us. He tests us. He tests our faith. By fire, that it may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, you love. I was in a season of, you know, my faith being proven, and it was. But yet in that season, I knew that I needed to come back to Atlanta to come home to my bishop, my father. I knew that I needed to be here. 
But for some reason, I didn't come back. And I can't say I didn't know the reason. The reason was clear. It's because I left for a reason. Not because of him, but because of things around him. In fact, looking back now, I can see that the enemy was so boldly and clearly trying to, number one, keep me away from him and push me out of the state. Every time I tried to come back, he purposely tried to distract me to stay away. But I told you guys before, if you're constantly praying about something and against something and it doesn't go away, it's because it's God. I had this drawing to come to Atlanta before I had to go to that youth homeless shelter at the extended stay America. Before I had to go that low in life, something in me told me to come back to Atlanta. I was either faced with going to this homeless shelter or the lady that was helping me was going to uh, buy me a ticket to come here to Atlanta, Georgia with my bishop which is actually my blood cousin, my spiritual father, my blood cousin, my bishop. And I was like, you know, I left. I didn't want to go backwards. I felt like that was crazy. I felt like, okay, God, you brought me to Dallas for a reason. I'm here for a reason. God, I got to get what I came here for. But truth be told, God did have me go to Dallas, but it wasn't for what I thought it was for. It was rather that I might see something. I told you guys before to pay attention to what you see, that God is trying to show you something, not that you might join it or be a part of it or change it or do anything with it. He just wants to expose you to more because you cannot be beyond what you are and you cannot be beyond what you see. So God reveals himself to us that we might see him clearly from what now we see in a glass dimly, but then face to face by glory from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of God. God wants us to see him clearly that we'll be able to see ourselves clearer. And as we expand, what we're able to do is widened. It's broader. I hope I'm making sense to you guys. And so God did send me to Dallas, but it was so that I could see what was possible here in Atlanta. The Potter's House is, a, is an institution of excellence. And so I got to see that and see how I can implement that here in Atlanta. This has always been my home. Um, I moved here as a child once my mom and stepdad got a divorce. We moved here. We actually had been trying to move here for a little while. But um, due to the, the, the court arguments between her and my dad, he wouldn't let us leave the state or else I would have been here for my freshman year in high school. I didn't end up moving until I think I was entering 11th grade, but I would have been here my freshman year. And he blocked it. He stopped it. And then finally, when she got the divorce, I wasn't talking to my dad at the time. She wasn't married to my stepdad because he also held us back from moving before. And so it was like, all right, go. This was also the time when I got drunk at 14 and I passed out, almost died, had to go to the hospital. And it was because she had left me with my stepdad and I was not comfortable with that. I didn't want that. You know, I love him, but I was not comfortable being left alone with him because that just wasn't the place that I was in at this at that time. So I started drinking and drinking and drinking to escape my reality that my mother, whom I loved so dearly, would absolutely leave me with someone that I told her I didn't want to be left alone with. But that's what happens when you enter motherhood as a broken woman, though that's not this conversation. I'm just noticing that there are so many young ladies having babies that are not equipped to be mothers. Just because you can have a baby doesn't mean you are a mother. I don't want to talk about that today. Let's move. We moved to Atlanta 
And I've been here ever since. I mean, I went back to Michigan and all that good, great stuff. But uh, ultimately, when I left at 17 on my own, I we were I was in Atlanta. I met my ex here in Atlanta. The ex that I was with at 17 on that excursion is what I call it. We went back to Michigan. I thought I'd have family there that would help me. And then long story short, uh, I came back to Atlanta by myself. Not too long after I joined my bishop cousin, is what I used to call him. Now it's my bishop because he's my father. Uh, I joined his church and it was a transitional moment in my life. I would not be who I am today without him, without the covering that he placed over my life, without the development that he took me through. Um, And so eventually I got connected to some crazy people good and bad because God also, you know, used that to expose me to new rooms and expose me to new lessons and all that good, great stuff. And so that happened. But ultimately the enemy was trying to get me away from here. So when I ended up leaving here, it was because I was disconnecting from a third party and I, they fed me so much bad stuff about my bishop that I didn't feel like I could go to him for help when I could have. It was all a lie. It was all a facade. It was all fake. I could have went to him. And so I, it was the enemy that got in between us and pushed me back to Michigan and pulled me away. And I said, wow, if all of this is taking place, I just disconnected from the church. And then I started doing the Potter's House. And then that's when God said, okay, I got something for you because I got something I want you to see. I prayed about it before I left the church. And so it was definitely God ordained. I can't, I, what the enemy meant for evil, God yet still had a plan that it was going to still work for my good. It's not that God changed the enemy's plan, but God had a plan for good while the enemy yet still had a plan for bad. So God said, no, I want you to disconnect. I want you to go to Dallas and I want you to see some things. That way, when you come back, you'll be carrying something you weren't carrying before or rather because God doesn't add what we don't already. God doesn't give us anything. He already has given it to us before I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you. I've given you everything that you need to succeed. Rather, I only sent you through this process that you might come to the revelation of what it is that's inside of you. In fact, before I came here to Atlanta, I texted my bishop. I said, are you my father? He said, that's for you to know. I knew exactly by that response that what the answer was. But at the same time, I had to think about how God literally took me on a journey of of realizing who I am and even who my family is. And so finally, it was yesterday, um, I was talking to my bishop and he said, so tell me about the journey. And I'm hor- I'm good at answering questions if you ask questions, but I'm horrible at just sharing information because there's some stuff that I don't remember. So I may not share enough if you don't ask the question, because truth be told, I've seen a lot and experienced a lot in the Lord Jesus. We were talking yesterday about running track and stuff, and they were asking me about my running times. I'm like, listen, I, I want to get back into running, but truth be told, the only thing that I've been doing these past 365 days, that y'all, it was actually two years since y'all seen me, is in the things of God. You can you know, I can't say that I've been running every day. I can't say I've been lifting weights or working out. What I can say is that I've been in the spiritual realm, building myself in spirit, flesh lacking. We got to get it together. But in spirit, I am so much further than I've ever been in my life. And so he was saying, um, I was telling him that I believe God had to take me on a journey to believe in who he is in me. And even get to see him a little bit more. 
My point is, is that the entire time we often ask God, what is it that you want me to do? God, where is it that you're leading me? And God is so very obvious. We just don't necessarily understand his voice. As adolescents, as as children, as babies in Christ, we have to grow to knowing his voice. My sheep will know my voice. So it's not that we necessarily don't know it. Something within us knows his voice. We just have to get past all the questions, qualms and queries and dissections of is it or is it not? And accept that this is God's voice. And I know it to be true. Timothy said, I'm not ashamed for I know whom I have believed. The problem is we can't discern God's voice because we don't know who God is. But when we get a better revelation of who God is, we have a better understanding of when he speaks. We're able to hear him and then listen. I posted on my website, therobinboynton.com, the power of listening. There's a difference between hearing. Faith does come by hearing, but the Bible says don't just be hearers. That's only 50%, but be doers. Doers is listening, responding to what it is that you heard. I didn't know what God was saying, though I knew. In fact, I went came to Atlanta earlier this year to see my bishop. And I got distracted, let's say the least, and it never happened because I got connected to the very party that I left for. Moving further, God took me in a circle to bring me back here. And it was crazy. I was telling my bishop that I was scared of, you know, I'm in a season where I don't want to waste time, you know. I truly don't want to waste time. My bishop said, it's really no such thing as, well, well. God has a purpose. God has a purpose that must be fulfilled. And there is nothing that can take place until that purpose is fulfilled. Meaning, I told you guys before that if you're hearing the same thing over and over again, it's because you have yet to listen to what it is God is telling you. God is not going to give you step two if you never listen to step one. So if God has a specific purpose, that's step one. He cannot, nothing is going to move on. Nothing is going to change until step one is complete. So God will delay everything that needs to be delayed. He'll stop whatever needs to be stopped until it's completed, which is why you may hear things like there are so many people waiting on you to get your life together because you getting your life together then is the catalyst for them to get their life together. And until you get yours together, they can't get theirs together. And so all of creation is yearning as in birth pangs, yearning and groaning. I can't remember the verbatim as in birth pangs, waiting for the children of God to arise and redeem the time. Basically, the world is waiting on us to come to the revelation of who God is and then who we are and what our purpose and what our mission is, and then actually become fully invested in it and become fully participant, if that's the word, or fully participate in it, that we can get to glory. Understand revelations can't come to pass until certain things are done. God is, we serve a God of decency and order. We, we serve a God of, of, of strategy, but a God of point. So he brought me in a circle, but it's a good circle because I'm, I, I'm literally, I, I'm thankful for it. I count it all joy. I'm thankful no time was wasted because I would not be who I am today without that process. I really would not. Now, I do believe if I go back just for a moment that if I had made one different decision, I believe I could have got to this place sooner. We do delay ourselves. My bishop said before, destiny is set. It's up to you how fast you get there. And it really didn't make sense until the other day he told me something. 
And so, you know, here we are. When I say God has brought things full circle, I was listening to my podcast episode, Heavy is the Head That Wears the Crown. Shout out to um, my lovely Lauren. She posted the episode on her story today and I was like, wow, she didn't even tag me in the post. She literally just posted it listening to it. I could have never seen her story. And I went back and I started listening to it myself. And I said, wow, I've really had everything that I've ever needed all along. The problem is just we don't believe. If you can see it, you can have it. If you believe it, it's yours. The problem is I just didn't believe. I incorporated my business. I had the LLC and then I went and I got a corporation. And so I took it and I had my bishop pray over it. And that's when I told you guys the story of him saying another black millionaire. He was blown away by whatever he saw. I've, I've been asking him over the years, what is it that you saw? What is it that you saw? I finally got to ask him yesterday, can you finally tell me what you saw? He says, I don't really remember, but whatever was in there, it's going to work. <laughs> he said that meant it's going to work. <laughs> and I was blown away because I think back over these previous months, how God has literally told me by Black Global, my company, is what I need to focus on. Nothing more. Not all of these different routes and avenues, but to focus on that one because everything that I'm doing was always springing off of that one. Literally, I kid you not. I started to question, where did these other random names come from? Where did all this other stuff come from? Because the only thing that I knew God gave me was this. In fact, I believe I'm going to end up changing the podcast name also. Everything branches off of this. He says, sometimes when things don't work, people divert from it, but you're supposed to work it until it works. God doesn't give us something to change. God gives us something that's perfect. We just got to work it until it works. And the working is all dictated by it only is, is it working only depends on how much you believe it to work. As a man thinks on the inside, it determines his outside. The only way it won't work is if you believe that you can't work it. And ultimately, that was my problem. I mean, I tried and I failed. I went up and I went down. And ultimately, the enemy wants to tire out leaders, thought leaders, innovators, disruptive peop disruptors in the marketplace and in ministry. That is his mission. And so when we as humans are depleted and we as humans are worn out and tired, it's nothing that we can do because it doesn't matter how spiritual I am if I'm yet still in the flesh. The Bible does say that if the flesh falls weak, the spirit will keep me. But what happens when I'm weak and I'm sick and I'm down and I'm in disarray in my own mind? I've got chaos, calamity and confusion doing a triple pack on me. What do I do? I end up giving up, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. I remember waking up every day trying to give it my best, trying to do it, but I was broken on the inside. And I had so many people looking down on me and so many people judging me and so many people questioning me like, really, you are not furthering your life? Oh, it's just a breakup. Move past it. Oh, I was living with my godparents and they were amazing in their season. But at the same time, they were helping me. They were still hurting me because how can you help me while you're still beating me down? Can you not see that I'm walking forward bleeding? So when it was time to come back here to Atlanta, I said I can either go back to Dallas because I was leaving New York. For those of you who've been following me on social media, you know that I went to New York on faith. Little, no money, babe. <laughs> I was going to say little money, but no money. I had about $200, $300. <laughs> 
<laughs> but all I had was my ticket, got on the plane, landed there. Didn't know where I was going to stay, but God made a way out of no way. Literally made a way out of no way. And I'm thankful that he's the God that makes ways out of no ways. Nevertheless, New York, I'll spare the story because I don't want to focus there on today. We'll talk about it at another time. And then finally, God said, go back home to your dad in Michigan. I was like, Lord, I really don't want to go back there because we were not on a talking stage, but I knew God's voice and I was trying to avoid it and fight it. And lo and behold, I had to go back. <laughs> I said, I can really be out here homeless. I can really be out here struggling. I can really be out here bold or I can go back home. My dad literally said to me, he's like, you weren't raised in poverty. Who chooses homelessness? I said, listen, <laughs> I got something from it, low key. But that's the same thing that I said earlier in this podcast. Don't be stupid. Don't make life harder than it has to be. And so it wasn't necessarily stupid because I got a power that I wouldn't have without it. But I went home and I said, yeah, you're right. I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't grow up struggling. So why would I do that now? It was a very challenging week for me. But God equipped me by his spirit to persevere and to succeed in it and not respond in flesh, but to let my words be with grace, seasoned with salt, that I may know how to answer everyone. Even when I was mad and frustrated, I was able to communicate with peace. And it was only by the grace of God that I didn't lose my mind, because if I responded out of my flesh, I wouldn't be here today having this conversation with you. But because I responded not out of, not out of my own spirit, but out of his spirit interceding in the midst of the matter, I was able to rise in what I would have ultimately shrink, shrunk in. And that's how I got here today. I was on my way back to Dallas. I had to go to Dallas for my DWI case. I want to give a shout out to God because it will be deferred from my record, but I, it, it won't be closed until next month. So I appreciate your prayers and your support on the matter to everyone who has encouraged me on live and on my post and in every way, shape and form. There were two people specifically that were actually sewing into me and sending me money in my journey of homelessness and in New York. And I want to give a shout Shout out to those two women. May God bless you and keep you in everything and all things that you do. I believe he it give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together and running over. Shall men give unto you? I, I can't give and it shall be. Yeah, I said it right. I believe that for them both, um, that God is going to bless them as they blessed me. I, I really firmly believe that. In fact, even if he does it through my hands, that as he increases me, I give back unto them. I do believe the great increase is going to be their portion in this year, and it will not be long from now. But I had to go back to Dallas um, for my court date, and I was debating on going back and staying there. I was going to ask my dad to get me an apartment in Dallas, but it really wasn't making sense. I'm like, get an apartment in Dallas for what? Who do I have in Dallas? Like the Potter's house? Yeah, but I was already debating on pulling away from the Potter's house simply because when I actually needed the church, the church didn't show up for me. And granted, if that's what God wanted from me, it would have happened. But it was clear like, okay, if this is not working, clearly God must not be here. And I've spent over 365 days waiting to get connected or be noticed by the potter's house and it was not happening. Clearly, this is not where God wants me to be. And so I'm like, what point is there to go back to Dallas? I don't even like being in Dallas and it's, it's too hot in the summer. Like I like going to visit Dallas. Dallas is cute and Dallas is nice. I like it, but I don't want to live there in the summer because it's way too hot. So I really did not want to go back for real, you know? And so I was like, okay, Atlanta. It was the 4th of July and I ended up going over to my aunt's house and literally people kept saying, what? Aren't you supposed to be in Atlanta? 
I'm like, well, first of all, clearly you don't follow me on social media because I've been in Dallas, then New York. But it was actually one cousin, specifically my uncle Lamont. He said, aren't you supposed to be in Dallas in the way that he, I mean, in Atlanta and the way that he said it, like hit my spirit. I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I am. I didn't say this to him, but I, I marinated on it. Literally was stuck with me so heavily. I don't know if anyone else asked me about Atlanta, but it was also already on my mind. Literally before we went to her house for the 4th of July, um, that day was the day I, I was talking to my dad about like what I was going to do and all this good great stuff. He's like, what you like in Dallas, what you going to do? Um, something about stay here in Michigan and comfort and stuff like that. It's like everybody knows Michigan is not the answer, right? But it's like, instead of being homeless and having nothing, stay here in Michigan so you can at least have something. And so I, I'm like, absolutely not. Cause I'm not about to stay with you, child. I barely made it these seven days and didn't lose my mind. And I'm not going back to my grandmother's house. I told you guys, I stood outside her house and I said, no, nah, there's more out there, which led to my journey of, you know, faith, homelessness, but faith, because I was never sleeping on the street. God provided for me throughout it. It was just a journey of faith, right? I'm like, absolutely not. We're going to do something. I don't know what it is, but if I did it before, I can do it again because I'm made in his image. And if he did it before, he can do it again. If he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, and I'm made in his image, I believe that I can do it again also. It worked out for me every other time. Why wouldn't it work this time? It's not that I depended on the situation. I just depended on the God of the situation and what he's placed on the inside of me. I literally just worked what I have and every door opened for me. Oftentimes we're expecting God to do something in our life miraculously and magically, not understanding that God dwells in us. We have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellence of the power may be of him and not of us. So if I don't open my mouth and say it, it just won't happen. You will have whatever you say, says the Bible. So if I don't open my mouth, God won't move. But when I open my mouth, things happen because the situation was set up for my success. I just had to release the glory to make it happen. I don't know if y'all can catch that. I don't know if it makes sense. Stop waiting for something to magically fall into your lap. Stop waiting for something to magically fall from the sky. Get up and do it. I promise if you start moving your feet, you'll come to find that the steps of a good man really are ordered by the Lord, that he leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. You only come to find that out when you move your feet. And as you move your feet and as you open your mouth and as you exist and stand in your authority that God gave you, you begin to see that it was already set up for your success. You just had to work what you got. So I was debating on going back to Dallas and it was stupid. I literally prayed about it and I sat and I thought about it and I qualified it as a stupid move. I said, okay, that's stupid. Well, what about staying in Michigan? Now get me a place downtown, dad. Can you help me with that? I said, no, that doesn't make sense. My spirit says Atlanta because I want to be connected to the church. Not even want. I've been walking bleeding because I haven't had my father. I said on TikTok the other day, I said, I literally got to 40,000 TikTok followers, almost a million likes, all the engagement I've got. I built that small little platform with no experience. I literally tripped and stumbled into it. I literally just recorded a video, posted it. My first video that did anything was stop doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result is insanity. Um, it's somewhere on my page. That was my first video that did anything. I literally woke up from my sleep in the morning and was like, oh my gosh, my video went somewhere. And from there, I just kept posting. I didn't have a strategy. I didn't have a plan. Even looking back, I wasn't getting that many likes or that much 
much engagement. So how I got up here today, I don't know. It's just the grace of God. So I say, if I did all of this with no ounce of knowing what I'm doing, if what I've done in the spiritual realm is with no ounce of knowing what I'm doing and me just having a heart that was willing, that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek after him, seeking you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. If that is the truth and of the matter and what has taken place, what would happen if I had everything that I needed, if I had the teaching and the training, if I had the covering, if I had my father, how much further would I absolutely go. And so I, I I was like, I need to come home. Literally, I was sitting there and as it, it rested on me to come back to Atlanta, I told you, I texted him and I said, are you my father? He said, that's for you to know. And I prayed about it, yet I knew it in that moment. That answer alone was key because I told someone the other uh, a month ago, they were like, um, something and do you see me as like a spiritual son or just a friend or something like that? I'm like, I'm whatever you believe me to be. And so as soon as my bishop texted me that, I said, yeah, you're my father. <laughs> it's no question because I've been looking for you and everyone else. It's not that I've been detached and I'm not just telling y'all this story. I'm, I'm telling you this story and I want you to pay attention to your own life. It's not that I never thought about him. It's not that my heart wasn't yearning for him. I would sneak and watch him on Facebook. I would sneak and check up on him. I would even text him. I was yearning for him. God will give your heart what to desire. It was in my heart. That's why I say it's something specific. It's something necessary about following your heart. The Bible would say that the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? But then it goes on to say that I, the Lord, search the heart and I give unto the heart everything that it needs in accordance with its good, in accordance with its bad. I'm paraphrasing, but this is what it means. I give unto the heart. So sometimes the answer that we're looking for doesn't lie in our mind, but in our heart. It doesn't make sense for me to go back, but my heart says go back. So I have to be willing to move like Abraham and trust the faith, not the intellect or the understanding or the knowledge. You're kept by faith. And so anyways, I um, decided I was going to go back to Atlanta. I texted him the next day and I said, you are my father. I'll be, I'm coming home. I'm sorry. I don't know how, I don't know if he thought that that was going to take me six months to a year, but I literally came two days later, <laughs> two days later, two days later. I'm like, um, I should have told him I'm not coming in a prosperous situation. I'm coming still limping. I'm coming still bleeding. I don't have everything together, but I'm coming home. I came here and I was like, I don't know where to stay. I'm like, can I come stay with you? He said, we'll work something out. <laughs> I'm like, that's not a yes. I'm looking for a Yes. <laughs> I ended up going somewhere else with uh, one of the staff at the church. Shout out to them. They were amazing for the moment. Um, and I stayed with them for one night. Um, I ended up having this interesting dream. I texted to him. And next thing I know, he's calling my phone a couple hours later saying, Bag up your stuff. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I'm on my way. I said, all right, I'm going to get ready. And I was actually on live at the time. And I was so excited. I cut my live and what I was talking about. Because I said, listen, if I'm to be an effective leader, I have to be effectively led, right? There will come a time when my only leader is the Holy Spirit. But in order for me to get to that place of, of being able to, to know his le leading, I have to be taught and I have to be developed and all that good, great stuff. And so I had someone tell me, like, I don't think your story is going to be someone else, blah, blah, blah. And I do believe that. But at the same time, baby... <laughs> I need my father. 
God does not put us here to do everything by ourselves. That, that's not how that works. Even the disciples had Jesus. And so, you know, that's my apostle. And I need him. And so I'm so thankful that I finally was able to hear God clearly and obey him to come back. I, I was at my aunt's. Well, she's my mother in the spirit, but she's my aunt in the flesh. My great aunt. I was at her birthday dinner and I, I didn't want to make the moment about me. So I didn't want to cry, but I almost wanted to break down and cry because I felt safe and I felt home. And so he said, come here. And that's where I am today. I'm literally in the studio. Actually, my cousin's studio by flesh. My brother by spirit. <laughs> I'm I mean, I'm for real. Oh, I'm in his recording studio. Um, and... You know, I'm thankful. I've come to find, like, I've gotten the clarity that I needed, man. Everything that I've been focusing on has been a blur. Because I've just been trying to do something and do some things sporadically. Now I have focus. The challenge is going to be people seeing me differently because I'm going to show up differently. I said a long time ago. That's the thing. God has said so much to me already. I just need the confirmation in a lot of areas. You know? Uh, uh, the confirmation. Because when you're doing it by yourself, it, it, uh, it's questionable. That's why it's good to have... Wise people seek good counsel. That's why it's good to have confirmation. Because I'm still in an adolescent phase. I'm learning to run on my ideas and jump on my ideas. Because it'll work if I work it. But I had to get there. And so... I said a long time ago, I am my company. I am my company. I am by Black Global. That is who I am. And so I got so far away from all of that good, great stuff. And, 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 you know, you can't get anywhere in confusion. And now I've gotten clarity because I've gotten back to what it is God had for me from the beginning, which is what I knew. So I go on to say that oftentimes we know exactly what it is that we're supposed to do. And God has revealed so clearly where it is that he's taking us. It's up to us just to believe in it. It's up to us just to trust in it. It's up to us just to work it and not to divert from it and not to change ways from it, but to just keep on walking in it, you know? And so... That's where I am today. My challenge is going to be how I show up on social media because people and, and people expect me to keep giving all these amazing words. I never wanted a ministry that ran on tithes and offerings. I'm a business. Someone said, I don't see you as a business and I, I see you as just a creator. I'm like, that's beautiful. I'm so thankful you're not my spiritual advisor because I already know I'm not, I'm not a creator. I'm a business. I'm not an influencer. I'm a business. I'm a company. So I'm giving all of these free words and I'm impacting people's life for free. That's about to stop, babe. I don't want your donations. I don't want your time. I don't want offering. I'm not about to put no cash out up there. I'm a business. If you really want to be developed because I've proven how effective I am, my words do not fall to the ground. I have the proof in the pudding. It's only right that I reap. The Bible even says that if we preach the gospel, it's only right that we it's only right that as we build you spiritually, we are built tangibly. I'm doing the work in the spirit to give you what you need. 
I shouldn't have to also have to worry about the world. Yet I don't want people's tithes and offerings. My company is not even a company at Fort Robin. My entire institution is for the benefit of the black community. The African-American community as a whole globally, by black global. I don't know if I want to make this podcast the, the explanation of what the company is, but it's all about bringing people together, providing resources, customers, education globally to the African-American community, entrepreneurs and customers. It's an e-commerce portal that connects them both. Our own club. Why is the wealth gap so spread out between the black community and every other community when we are the ones who built it all? This country would be nothing without us. But the problem is we do all of these marches and we do all of these campaigns waiting for white people to give us what we gave them <laughs> instead of getting it ourselves. And y'all should know me enough to know that I'm all about inclusivity and I'm not against any race. I'm not against anything, but I am for black people. Not against anyone else, but I'm for black people. That's it. I was with this girl and I was like, is this my wife? She's Caucasian in skin complexion. I was like, hmm, I don't know, maybe possibly. I don't believe so though now. I, someone did say something to me. Um, they were like, I don't believe God is gonna give you your spouse right now because they're not gonna match where you're going. They're going to match her now. And so um, I, I firmly believe that. And so I qualified, no, this is not my spouse. And I'm like, I really kind of want black spouse. Just for the comfort of being around my own people. You know, um, I don't want to get into the conversation of all that. But, you know, blah, 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 blah. So anyways, we're here. And I don't know how exactly that's going to look. Okay, so I got a call <laughs> in the middle of filming, and so I had to go back and replay where I was so that I could pick up where I left off. And that smoke detector is really going off throughout this whole entire podcast. <laughs> I'm going to have to post a picture of a smoke detector and say, shout out to my special guest. So I'm going to have to, let me write that down right now. Shout out to my special, yeah, y'all going to hear me write it, special guest. The smoke detector. Mm -hmm. Smoked it. Shout out. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, y'all. Um, we're here. And one of these days, I promise we are going to have a better podcast set up. Truth be told, it would be fine right now if the smoke detector was not going off. So pray for me. I'm going to find a battery and I'm going to change them out. Hopefully today. <laughs> so we won't have this issue anymore. But um, that's it. Because I don't have a company that is for self. My entire company mission has been for the people. And there is no way that I can run an effective ministry, number one. There is no way that I can run an effective company, number two. There is no way that I can sustain my livelihood, number three, by building up people every day and getting nothing back from it. I love to see people succeed, but it's only fair that I get something out of it too. And oddly and ironically, me getting something out of it yet still benefits everybody else because that's my heart. So I'm going to be talking more about it because it's not a Robin mission. It's a collective mission. I want to connect with entrepreneurs. I want to connect with influencers. I want to connect with business owners. And I want to build a platform for black success. I'm going to talk about it on live probably. Um, I don't want to put it all out right here right now. But that is what we're doing. 
We're coming together to collaborate. I cannot do everything by myself. I am not this amazing influencer. I have always saw myself as the man behind the curtain. And so there are a lot of things that I'm great at that 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 I'm not good that I'm great at and there are a lot of things that I'm not good at. And so that's why collaboration is key. And I think a lot of times we're all out for self, missing that if we come together, we're stronger together. The Bible says this, two are better than one, for if one falls, the other can keep them. I'm in Ecclesiastes. It even goes on to say that three people are even better. When you look at Jesus, Jesus didn't come here doing it all by himself. He got disciples. Every disciple had a different skill set. Every disciple had a different purpose. Every disciple had a different point, even to the point of Paul. Paul wasn't like Peter. Peter wasn't like Paul. They were opposites that attracted. They were opposites that attracted because what Peter did, Paul didn't do. What Paul did, Peter didn't do. So impact was able to be spread because every area was fulfilled. So I want to come together with other entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and innovators, and Buy Black Global is exactly how I'm going to do that. I believe I'm going to cancel the RobinBoynton.com. I don't know. We shall see, but I believe I'm going to shut it down. I believe I'm going completely Buy Black Global. Pray, I'm going to pray about it, and I'm going to see, but I think that's it because that's where I always was going. And so um, I, I, the Bible says, I'll make your name great, and God will make my name great, but I have no, I have no interest in being the one. I, I don't want to be it, just about me. I, I've never wanted that. I only started doing that because I recognize I had this platform and people, and because they see my heart and they see my character, they trust my name. And so I came out with that. But truthfully, I don't want it to be about Robin. That's why my company name is not Robin Boynton anything. My company name is Buy Black Global on purpose that I do not have a name on it because it's not just about me and it's about everyone else. Listen, we'll talk more about that later. But God has really brought me full circle and I believe that he's doing that to a lot of people. I believe that God has already given us everything that we need to succeed. God is only bringing us back to what he intended from the beginning. I mean, this even goes into salvation and redemption. Time is our gift that we might have the grace of time to get back to what God intended from the beginning because we can't enter into heaven with sin. So God gives us time to repent, to get back to his glory, to be changed, to, to let go of the old man and put on the new man, losing our life, to find our life in him that we might get to glory. We serve a full circle, God. And so I want to let you know that you have everything that you need to succeed in this season. This is the year of recompense. God is going to pay you back for the years that you've suffered, the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the palmer worm. But it's going to require that you work what you got. You already have it. We're blessed with every spiritual blessing in the Lord Jesus. The book of Ephesians was written to a people who believed themselves to be in poverty and who were living in poverty only because they did not know how rich they actually were. Listen, God has given us his Holy Spirit. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things shall be added unto you. Once you seek after the kingdom and you get the kingdom of God, then all of these things shall be added unto you. So then I don't have to chase money. Money chase at, chases after me. I'm not worried about the profit. I'm just worried about the impact. If we can come together as a people and impact people, profit's going to come out of it because we're doing kingdom work. Oh, because we're doing kingdom work.
Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, <laughs> that's what separates us from the rest of the world is that we're kingdom. It may be a for-profit company, but it's a kingdom company. Everything in the kingdom is a, is a non-profit, baby. <laughs> I don't know where y'all got that from. <laughs> and so I said, I may have to lose my audience to regain the right audience, but I am no longer wanting to associate with people who only want to reap and not sow. So is not always so is not always money. So is with time and participation. And so I only want to be connected to those people. People who 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 align with the mission and who want to grow. Destiny has already set it's up to us how fast we get there. And I've just had this yearning on the inside of me. I said before I could have been a millionaire at 18 and I argued against it. Like, no, everything happens in God's timing. Yes and no. It's already set. It happens as quickly as we learn. It happens as quickly as we uh, develop and we expand and we believe ourselves to be able to access it. It happens as quickly as we want it to. Yes, we must be developed, but if we develop quickly, it'll happen quickly. And so I'm thankful for the journey and I count it all joy, but I'm in a season of recompense. If you can hear it, you can have it. It's yours as well. This is the year of recompense. You just got to work what you got. Stop questioning it. Stop wondering it. Stop trying to pick it apart and redo it. My bishop told me the other day, do not change the vision. I literally had to go through my Google Docs and bring back up my old executive summary, my first one that I thought was trash, trash just to get back to the vision that I had from the beginning. God give it, gives it to us. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. All things were in the beginning with him and without him, nothing was made that was made. In the beginning was the word. I had to get back to the word that God spoke in the beginning, the beginning, the beginning. God has already given it to you from the beginning. You've just got to get back to the word. The word that changed the way that you thought, the word that changed your heart posture, the word that changed the way that you see yourself. Get back to the word. The word of God is to equip us to operate in this world. I'll tell you this and then I'm gone. My bishop said, we don't walk with the word, we walk with God. <laughs> Listen, I'll unpack that another day. You gotta, you gotta give it to me first. <laughs> and that was so good to me. You gotta walk with the word. I mean, you gotta walk with God and God will give you the word. I told you before, a lot of people don't understand the Bible because they're trying to read the Bible as a normal book when the Bible has to be revealed to you by God. It has to be revealed to you by God. Listen, I love you. Everything in life actually has to be revealed by God. The very fact that I'm here was only by the revelation of God. Shout out to the smoke detector. The very fact that I'm getting back to this place of knowing who I am and being that very person and owning it and not questioning it or picking it apart, but standing in confidence in who God has created me to be. I want you to do the same exact thing. As of now, this is the Ascension Podcast, so we are going higher. It may change. It may not. Who knows? We're not there yet. I do believe that it's going to change, though, but we'll see, John. I love you. I want you to know that we serve a God that causes all things to work for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. How do I know if I have purpose? You know, by the 
the fact that you're listening to this podcast. It's proof that you have purpose. If you had no more purpose, there would be no more breath in your body. So the very fact that you still have life in your lungs means keep walking forward, not aimlessly, but with precision that you might hit the target. I don't want to just move around aimlessly. I want to hit the target. And so we shall chat soon. I'm going to bring a lot more strategy to this strategy. Yeah. Intentionality to this podcast. I'm going to come out with times and all that. I'm in a peaceful place. My life has been so up and down because I've been going on the journey and I believe God to have led me finally into a still place. And so I'm going to set up a schedule for my podcast that I can be consistent with you guys, a schedule for my lives. Don't expect it. Listen, it's going to come within the week. It's not going to be long from now. I'm going to post this episode I was going to say today, but who knows? You might listen to this in 10 days and it won't be today, but I'm about to post this the day of the recording, okay? I love you. I love you. If you haven't heard that at all this month, this week, this day, I love you and I'm proud of you. There are so many people that have killed themselves. There are so many people that have given up. The very fact that you're listening to this podcast is proof that you have yet to give up. So I'm proud of you and I love you. And you can do all things through Christ who will give you the strength, who strengthens you. You can do it all through him. All things are possible to them that believe. If you can see it and we're out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, you can have it. If you can see it, you can have it. I mean that in two ways. I mean, if God has shown it to you in the spiritual realm, if it's shown to you in your imagination, you can have it. Then I also mean If you want to be in the million dollar house, go to a million dollar house opening. If you can see it and put your eyes on it, you can have it. But you cannot miss the second part of the equation. You must believe it for it to be yours. If you can see it, you can have it. If you believe it, it's yours. I just want you to believe your altitude is determined by your altitude as you think within yourself. So your outside reflects. Listen, until you believe yourself to be a millionaire, you'll never actually have a million dollars. You don't become a millionaire when you get a million dollars. You become a, you get a million dollars when you become a millionaire in, a millionaire in your mindset. You become a million, you get a million dollars when you become a millionaire in the way that you think within yourself, in your heart, meaning I just can't pretend to think this way. I can't rehearse thoughts over and over and try to dress it up. No, I have to really become it in my heart posture. David said, my word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. David said, I've become the word and the word was made flesh and dwelt among men. You've got to become it to get it. I love you. And I think that's where we're leaving it today. Peace out, y'all. In Jesus name.